Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Question of the Week from the Naked Scientists. Hello and welcome to Question of the Week from the Naked Scientists with me, Diana O'Carroll. This week, we've been bugging plants to find the answer to this question. Hi, my name is Mike. I'm from Oregon in the United States. I realize that animals have a very sophisticated immune system, T-cells, lymph nodes, etc., but I've often wondered how plants protect themselves from bacteria and viruses. Thank you. So if a bacterium or virus were to enter a plant, what would happen? Here's John Carr from the Department of Plant Sciences, University of Cambridge. Most microbes, like bacteria, fungi and viruses, can't infect a plant. But some, through evolution, have gained the ability to break down the initial barriers to infection, such as cell walls and so on, and these can cause disease. Now, in response, the plants have evolved the ability to respond to and recognize uh, particular types of pathogens. So that's why some plants have resistance genes, and this is a sort of genetic mechanism of allowing them to pass on the ability to fight off particular diseases. Now, when this occurs, you might find that the uh, cells which are initially infected with a virus or a bacteria or a fungus actually commit suicide. And this is one way of creating a kind of a scorched earth against the pathogen. But also it's a way of creating signals, lots more interesting chemicals that float out through the plant tissue. Sometimes plants will produce salicylic acid. It's the parent compound of aspirin. And it's a very, very powerful inducer of resistance. So if plants are producing salicylic acid, they're better able to fight off perhaps the first pathogen that attacked them. And remarkably, they're able to fight off an awful lot of other types of pathogen as well. So salicylic acid itself, the aspirin-like compound, can give rise to something called methyl salicylate. And this can float off to other plants and influence other plants so they become more resistant. How does that compare to our immune system? Hi, I'm Jonathan Jones. I work at the Sainsbury Laboratory in Norwich. Humans have two kinds of immune system. They've got the innate immune system, which recognize molecules that pathogens can't help making, like flagellin of bacteria, for example. And they've got the adaptive immune system, which involves antibodies. And that's what is triggered when you immunize against viruses, for example. Plants and many other sort of less sophisticated organisms have only an innate immune system. They can recognize molecules and pathogens and activate defense. The defense components involve making a sort of bleach, an active oxygen cocktail that inhibits microbes and can culminate in, in cell death. They also, uh, in plants, make a lot of antimicrobial proteins that inhibit growth of microbes. But also, many pathogens squirt proteins into plant cells to shut down that immune system. And then there's another immune system involving proteins inside the plant cell that recognizes 
when these molecules show up inside the plant cell and activate defence. Plants do have a set of strategies to protect themselves against most types of nasty microbe, and one of them is producing bleach, hydrogen peroxide, which simply kills the nasty pathogen. Also, work done by David Balcombe at the University of Cambridge shows that plants do have an adaptive immune system too, since they can learn to recognise viral RNA, which is similar to the DNA in our own cells. And on our forum, there's been an epidemic of answers. Databit added that many plant cell walls have reduced numbers of receptors to which baddies can attach themselves, and Maria Guima Reyes said that the stomata, and those are the pores and the leaves, in plants can actually close themselves in the face of bacterial Onslaught. Finally, Edster said that plants do have immunity only when the district attorney accepts their plea bargain. Well, they say that both bugs and plants come from the sea, which leads us nicely to our next question of the week. Hello, all naked scientists. My name is Gary Brannigan from Salford, near Manchester, in the UK. My question is while on holiday in Wales, I was looking over Cardigan Bay and I was wondering. What dictates the frequency of the waves? What defines how often a wave crashes into the shore? Can you help us answer question of the week? If so, drop us an email at chris at thenakedscientist.com or have a go at writing it on our forum. And that's at thenakedscientist.com forward slash forum. Question of the Week is part of the Naked Scientists podcast and supported by the EPSRC, the Wellcome Trust and UK Fast. Look us up online at nakedscientists.com.